Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers of all ages, welcome back to the comic book brawlcast, your home for all things inside the realm of nerdum. I am your host, Admin Nemesis, and tonight our cabal consists of Doctor Doom, Sinestro, and Grendel. Brawlers, we are going to be taking a look at two of the biggest names in nerdum and talk about which one we feel has had the biggest impact. It's Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars. We are going to take a deep dive into both as we talk about our favorite mediums they're both in, things both have inspired, where each could have improved, and what we would like to see next from each. Brawlers, it's that time again. Episode 7 is here. It's time to make the chimmy fucking chongas. My fellow villains, welcome back. Brawlers, it's good to be joining you all tonight from Asteroid M. Gentlemen, how are we feeling? I'm excited. I'm a huge fan of both properties. Can't wait to get into it. Same here. I'm I'm ready to go with this one. I, I, I got a good amount to say about certain things that I'm excited to talk about. Oh, I got some good things to say, but boy, do I have some bad things to say, too. <laughs> yes, we're going to be getting into all the good and bad in both. But first, Brawlers, in case you missed it, here are this week's headlines. Brawlers, a quick, quick update from the news story we brought you last week. Reports are now saying that Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman 3 is not actually happening. These reports are coming from insiders at Warner Brothers Studios. There is still no official word from James Gunn either way. Deadpool 3 has been pulled from the Disney release schedule due to the strike. It has not gotten a new release date. Unfortunately, we are going to be waiting a while for a lot of these movies. The Marvel VFX artists have also voted to unionize. In comic news, Thanos will be taking on the Illuminati in a new series coming this November. Thanos is coming to Earth to retrieve something of his the Illuminati have. Batman the Gotham War also kicks off in September, and we're going to see Batman and Catwoman battling out for control of Gotham. Lastly, in video game news, the last Ronin video game has been announced from Nickelodeon. That's right, a game based on the comic The Last Ronin. It's a fantastic read. It's from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles storyline that came out maybe two years ago. If you haven't read The Last Ronin, go check it out. It's about the one remaining turtle getting revenge for his three brothers that were killed. Who's it? Who is that turtle? You're going to have to read it to find out. Guys, that about wraps it up for the news this week. Keep your eyes glued to Comic Book Brawl for more news updates. Okay, brawlers. Here is our Comic Book Brawl of the Week. This week, we are looking at a matchup that pits two of the smartest men in each of their respected universes against each other. That's right, it's going to be Mr. Terrific versus The Maker. Guys, this one is a battle of two of the biggest brains in comics. And it's going to come down to, I think, who's a bit more ruthless, and on that side, it's The Maker. Uh, honestly, I really don't even see this as much of a matchup, in my opinion. I think uh, the maker takes it handily. Reed Richards is basically the number one smartest person in Marvel. And I believe, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, Mr. Terrific is regarded as the third most intelligent person on the planet. And for anyone who's read Doomsday Clock, uh, when Ozymandias showed up on our Earth, he wanted to find the two smartest people on the planet. And newsflash, this Mr. Terrific was not one of them. Batman was one of them, and Lex Luthor was the other, and he regarded Lex as number one. Is that definitive proof? No, but I'm inclined to believe it is. So I think we're going with uh, DC's third smartest person versus Marvel's number one. The only difference is Marvel number one's is now a homicidal maniac. And as Nemesis pointed out, more ruthless might probably take this. I'm going with the cold-hearted villain over the heroic Mr. Terrific. So, yeah, not only that, Maker actually has superpowers. So, yeah, I'm going with Maker. Yeah, I mean, you talk about his uh, his intelligence here, and the Maker actually um, increased his intelligence, and his mind is basically as flexible as his body now. Yeah, there's there's no question for me here. Reed, Reed, even the intelligentsia regarded Reed as like practically the smartest person on Earth. Him and Doom would pretty much be like the one and two. Who you think actually is the number one is up for debate, but even then, I would actually probably put both of them above Lex to begin with. Which terrific would still be behind Lex? So yeah, going Marvel on this one. <laughs> I think somebody here might have a uh, strong opinion on who would be number one in Marvel. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> I'll save that for another episode. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, definitely the uh, the tenacity of the Maker makes it pretty difficult to go against him. And I don't know. I think I, I think I might just have to go with the maker. Uh, I I I gotta admit I don't know a ton about that version of Reed, and I I think I might like Mister Terrific more. I'll know that Terrific is invisible to technology, so the maker would literally have to rely on his powers wherever. Whereas you know the T spheres definitely pack a pretty big punch. And allow for Terrific to do a lot of crazy things. He's definitely going to have, you know, the advantage in versatility and maneuverability as well as overall power output. I mean, those things, didn't they knock back Superman and Black Adam before? I mean, well, he's, here, he's definitely. Here's the thing about the maker. My... And um, I don't know how many of you have read Ultimate Marvel. But at one point, he was trapped in a bit of a pocket universe where he, uh, I forget exactly how long it was, but basically was in there I don't know, a thousand years and was able to update his tech throughout that time. His tech is extremely far advanced as well. Yeah, Terrific is invisible to technology, yeah, but so were the Skrulls. They were invisible to technology, magic, all mutant senses on the planet. And when they were taking over in Secret Invasion, comic not Disney Plus series. Uh, they had to take researchers out of the equation because they were afraid of his intelligence. Because the moment he came back, pretty sure it took like five minutes for him to devise a weapon that could literally reveal all the scrolls everywhere. So yeah, Terrific might be invisible to alt tech until Reed walks in the room. Yeah, but I mean, if it's random encounter and he doesn't have any tech as standard gear... I still feel like his stretchy powers might be at a little bit of a disadvantage. 
I mean, he might not have the tools to really prep for much of a counter against them. If I could step in here real quick. No, you can't. Lay, lay it <laughs> on. Well, kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> one thing uh, everyone's forgetting is that Mr. Terrific's T-Spheres, they actually can manipulate other tech. So if Reed brings the tech into a fight, then he might be at a disadvantage. Now, you may make the argument that this tech would be more highly advanced, so then the spheres wouldn't really have any effect. But, you know, I mean, prove it, I guess. Um, I don't know uh, how you really could make that comparison. But also, I just want to point out, though, that I was originally thinking that, and then I thought, didn't the Maker survive an attack from Human Torch? Yes, he did. He survived the Torch's supernova. He is extremely durable. The Maker yeah. is actually... Um, he's more stretchy and, and durable than regular Reed Richards. They say <clears> his <throat> mind is flexible or something like that. And yes, can, he, like, can he split himself? I believe he can now. Um, I would All have right, to go so, back and read towards the end of Ultimate Marvel and stuff again, but I believe he can. So then I think that might be a straight-ass weapon. If Maker brings in tech and it can be manipulated by the spheres, then Terrific might stand a chance. But otherwise, no, this is a straight-ass weapon. At counterpoint, um, early in the New 52, when um, the Earth 2 comics were kicking in, uh, there was a character, Terry Sloan, he came from uh, Earth 2 to what's called Mr. Terrific. They kind of had an encounter. Terrific had his spheres. Terry Sloan literally hit the spheres with some nanites, and the spheres did not take over the nanites. The nanites disabled the spheres and turned them against Terrific. So I don't know how much, like, I can't have 100% faith that Terrific's tech will remain his own despite his own level of control. Because there is precedence of his spheres being turned against him. Said argue it, and you did a pretty good job there. Yeah, but that that would also require Reed to have some tech to begin with, and the maker does. Does, does the maker have what? What tech does he have? as standard standard gear. The does hel- he have that helmet? Yeah, the helmet. Um, I'd have to I'd have to look it up to find out exactly what it does. But his helmet uh, is pretty standard gear. Yeah. See, like I said, that's where I'm at a bit of a disadvantage in this because I. I don't know a ton of what the maker actually brings to the fight. Um, I don't know. I might have to. I might have to change my vote to uh, the maker. <clears throat> yeah, the maker became um, an almost doom level threat, or maybe even past a doom level threat in the Ultimate Universe. You take that back. There's no greater threat than Doom. <sighs> what about Doom? Is Doom a better threat than Doom? Because there's lots of Dooms. There are lots of dooms. Ooh. No, there is there is only doom. Uh, all right, Brawlers. Well, there you have it. A 4-0 vote here in favor of the Maker. I think we're all pretty much in agreement that the Maker's going to take this fight. Guys, you can head over to Comic Book Brawl, though. Go to, to the Comic Book Brawl of the Week. Vote there. Let us know your opinion. Who wins in this fight, Mr. Terrific or the Maker? Brawlers, 
Tonight we are comparing two giants in Nerdum. Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars. These are two properties that have had a massive impact in Nerdum culture all over the world. They've inspired books, comics, movies, video games, board games, and countless other properties and more. But which of these has had the biggest impact? Guys, that's what we're here to discuss. Biggest impact on our culture. Uh, my heart wants to say Star Wars, but my head is telling me that it's Lord of the Rings. You go all the way back, like the whole concept of elves and orcs and all that came from The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, the books mm -hmm. from almost what, like 100 years ago? Like, Star Wars has inspired a lot of people and a lot of, of the genre, but it it didn't have the impact that Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit did. I mean, you got your D&D &D fans out there. You got your Warhammer Fantasy, Warhammer 40K fans out there, myself included. All of these was all purely inspired by the source material of The Hobbit. I'm, I'm sorry, as much as I love Star Wars and I am more of a Star Wars fan than I am Lord of the Rings fan, I gotta say that that's had the bigger cultural impact, bar, bar none. Yeah, uh, well, listen, we're both big fans of both properties here, I think. Um, what are you, What's your favorite from each one? Oh, that's, that, that's an easy one. If we're going Lord of the Rings, my favorite is going to be... Uh, I, I was never big on the books, so this is going to be a movie answer. It's pretty much for both, but... I'm going to go with the two towers for Lord of the Rings. I honestly think it was the best of the three movies. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm, and I'm usually alone with that. Not always alone. A lot of people keep saying return of the King, but uh, we can get into why that's not my favorite later. But I think two towers had the best fight scene with battle of Helm's deep had some of the best action in all three movies. Yeah. Two towers easily. And for star Wars, uh, for the longest time, empire strikes back was my favorite uh, star Wars movie, but it wasn't that long ago that that shifted to, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I think that's legitimately to this day the best of all 11 Star Wars movies. I'm not counting the animated Clone Wars movie that came out because that movie was terrible. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Rogue One gave us the most badass Star Wars scene in the history of Star Wars that has ever Star Wars. That would be the Darth Vader lightsaber fight scene in the hallway where he butchers a bunch of rebels. I literally bounced in my seat like a five-year-old kid. And I've seen the movie a dozen times over, and I will still bounce in my seat when that seat when that scene plays. So yeah, I'm going Rogue One for my favorite Star Wars material. I, I'm honestly right there with you. My two favorite were also movies, and they were also The Two Towers and Rogue One. My reasoning a little bit different. Um, Rogue One was a story that when I first saw A New Hope, I went, damn, I want to... I want to hear that story. Like, that sounds like a really good story. You know, you hear a lot of good people died to get us these plans. Like, okay, that sounds like they had to go through some shit. Like, I want to see that. And when we got it, it did not disappoint in the slightest. It gave us just a, a gripping story, great performances. And, yeah, a lot of good people died for them to get those plans. It was also the only Star Wars movie, in my opinion, that actually felt like they were fighting a war. Yes, I agree. And, and again, like you said for Lord of the Rings, mine was the two towers. I love the Battle of Helm's Deep. I love Gandalf coming back. I love Gollum getting introduced. That, for me, is easily the best Lord of the Rings movie. And, and I mean, 
again, if I'm thinking cultural impact here, it, it's got to be Lord of the Rings, and specifically for The Hobbit, for a ton of the reasons you already said it. and It's just inspired so much, including stuff like Star Wars. Um, man, so uh, I really feel like I don't have too much to say because Sinestro kind of took the words out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> R- Rogue One really did feel like the first Star Wars movie where there was there was a war and, you know, there were things on the line and everything. Mm. Um, And also it had Donnie Yen, who's one of my favorite action oh, movie yes. stars ever. Great. And and the only bad part about Rogue One is the fact that, well, I'm never going to really get to see Donnie Yen again. Um, so that sucks. But um, so that that's the that's the greatest Star Wars movie, hands down. OK, um, I, I know it's not technically part of the main franchise, but it's the best one. Uh, now for Lord of the Rings, I'm actually a Two Towers fan too. Um, but I'm gonna go with the most fun I've ever had with Lord of the Rings was when I played Shadow of Mordor. Yes, that was a great game and its sequel too. Um, you get to uh, build up your character. I. I uh, it was back in like 2014, I think. So my memory's a bit murky here. Um, but yeah, uh, Shadow Mordor was the most fun I had. Like as much as I love the movies, um, that game was just like it was. I, I could just immerse myself for hours and hours. I love long movies, like three hour movies. Okay, um, and I just that was just even longer so why don't i say i enjoy that more no it was um a great game i i loved the fighting mechanics in those games it's so similar for for anyone who hasn't played it and has played the arkham series it is so similar to the arkham series so if you enjoyed arkham you're going to love these games wow i never actually thought about it like that i've actually heard i never played the shadows game but i actually heard much of the same thing so those are your two favorites. Which one do you think has provided the biggest impact on the culture? You know, uh, Sinestro made a good point about the whole concept of elves and everything. Uh, that gets into D&D, and we know how much D&D influenced other things. So it kind of had a great chain reaction. But I'm going to give an argument for Star Wars. Okay, okay I like it. I like it. All right. That's what we're so, here for. So I, I have a few interesting facts uh, regarding Star Wars. Here we go. Movies we probably wouldn't have gotten without Star Wars. I'm the anime guy, so I'm going to lead it off with Akira. If you watch this movie, you'll see some parallels with Star Wars. Okay, uh, it is one of the great anime films. It it is older animation. Okay, so deal with it. Okay, they actually, like, had action scenes. Um, another movie we probably wouldn't have gotten. Boys in the Hood. Yes, John Singleton was inspired to become a filmmaker uh, because of Star Wars. Um, wouldn't have gotten Spaceballs. I think that's pretty clear. 
the Mel Brooks movie. That is a classic comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not Aliens. Weird Al Yankovic, uh, when he was just starting out, he wrote and recorded Yoda, which was a parody of the song Lola. So we wouldn't. So Weird Al may have not been a thing if not for Star Wars. And when uh, Lucas was trying to get away from Star Wars, that's when he made uh, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. Space Space Invaders. Uh, Star Wars inspired them to use aliens. Uh, we wouldn't have got probably wouldn't have gotten green light for the Star Trek movie. And finally, the big one. James Cameron would have not have become a filmmaker if it was not for Star Wars. We wouldn't have had Titanic, and we wouldn't have had the two biggest movies of all time, Avatar, and we wouldn't have had so many other great films. So I could do without those three, but I need Terminator 2, so... All right, to oh, each his own, but you know what? Everyone loves James Cameron. Yeah. Especially oh. James Cameron. Yeah, you're right. I don't hate him. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't particularly have the love for Avatar or Titanic that a lot of people do. But Terminator, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm in on that. Okay, well, you like something by him. And we wouldn't have had James Cameron if it wasn't for Star Wars, apparently. According to my Google search, at least. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who also did True Lies, by the way. That's a compelling argument for Star Wars to uh, have had the most impact on the culture. Doom, what are you, what are you thinking? What, what's had the most impact on the culture? That, that, is, that is tough for me. I, I don't know. They've both had a massive impact in you know, overall fantasy and sci-fi, but I, I think I have to side with you know, Sinestro and uh, his point of them kind of being the pioneer of the fantasy genre. A lot of what we get in overall fantasy genres comes from Lord of the Rings. And obviously, you know, as as was mentioned before, uh Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know, I, I think that that kind of speaks for itself because it, it is I mean there there really are the two biggest names and biggest franchises that when that you think of when you think of both genres so for me it's really hard to nail down one specifically because they they literally are like i said the biggest two names of fantasy and sci-fi all right well so if they've impacted their genres equally what are your two favorites from each one so for me I have always been stuck between um, Two Towers and Return of the King. I'm not sure which one I honestly enjoyed more. I haven't played any of the games, and I admittedly have not seen any of the Hobbit movies. Um, But I am a huge, huge fan of giant battle scenes. Uh, so the Battle of Pelennor Fields is is kind of one of my favorite massive battle scenes in of probably any movie. 
So I might have to lean slightly towards Return of the King, but I mean, Helm's Deep is is obviously, you know, an absolute masterpiece and, and cannot go without being mentioned. Mm. So I don't know. I think I might just have to go with Return of the King just for the fact that I know there's there's been plenty of times where I've gone back and literally just watched. I mean, well, it's hard to say just watch the bat the big battle when the big battle is the majority of the movie. Um, yeah, I think I might have to go with, with Return of the King. I couldn't go Return of the King just because the ending with the uh, gold soldiers, I, I was like, uh, that's kind of an easy out. I, I mean, like, I, I understand, but like, uh, I, I didn't read the the books, so like when I was just watching the movie, I was just like, oh, eh, okay. I mean, if you got ghost soldiers, ghost soldiers, my guy. Ghost soldiers over everybody. <laughs> you know? And then when it comes to Star Wars, I'm going to take a uh, a video game route on this one. My personal favorite, I got to go with Knights of the Old Republic. Just because it opened my eyes to the Old Republic era, which I believe is the best era of all of Star Wars lore. I mean, when you when you find out about Darth Revan and all the other old school Jedi and Sith, I mean, it, it really makes it seem like we're kind of wasting time and money over here on Darth Vader. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. Darth Ooh. Vader's amazing. Ooh. Don't get me wrong. Don't what? get me wrong. Whoa. Let's take take it easy here. Let's take it no. easy here. Well, let's we not say let's something not... we can okay. regret. Okay. Yes. Let's, let's, let's take Darth Vader out of the equation. Everything else in the movies that we've gotten so far is absolute child's play compared to the Old Republic era. In the Old Republic era, they were doing things on a much bigger scale. The power was way more intense. The force was way more intense. I once once you really get into the Old Republic, it's hard to care about this one family feud that's taken over the the whole galaxy. Um. By the way, a special shout out to the Mandalorian. Okay, I have a. Grogu Funko Pop right in front of me. I can't believe I didn't mention the Mandalorian before. Poor mm-hmm. thing. But no, okay. I, I I love Vader. Vader is amazing. But listen to him walk that back now. No, uh, no. I didn't. I didn't mean to say that Vader was not amazing. He's arguably one of the absolute best characters in all the movies that we've gotten. I mean, there's a reason he was picked absolutely first in our antagonist draft. Thank you. Don't don't try and suck up to me now. Listen, okay, so I just want to clarify he for has the listeners out now. there. You're not saying Darth Vader is terrible. All you said no. was they're wasting money on him. I, I see. Okay, so how do I walk this ahead. back? What else do you have to say? Uh, how do I walk this back? Dude, um, j- just do the Homer Simpsons meme. And just, like, uh, yeah, just go I just right got a bad mind. <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. I'm just saying the overall story we've gotten from the Star Wars movies, in my personal opinion, is not nearly as interesting as the overall lore of the Old Republic. Oh, and we're going to get into uh, some of the things that Star Wars might have gone wrong a little bit later. 
Um, yeah. oh, dear guys, Lord. <laughs> guys, we we talked about what we thought had the biggest cultural impact and a little bit about some of the things it inspired as well. But what, what I want to talk about what singular property you guys really cherish because we got one of these. Uh, well, not that we got one of these, but one of these came first. Um, and for me, it, it was hard because, again, I think Lord of the Rings has had the most cultural impact because you can throw Star Wars right in there and say, you know, Star Wars kind of came from Lord of the Rings. Actually, an early draft of uh, A New Hope is said to have included included an exchange of dialogue between Obi-Wan and Luke taken directly from a conversation between Gandalf and Bilbo from The Hobbit. But between things like Star Wars, Narnia, and Game of Thrones, I think the one I really like the most, and I'm going to jump into video games for this, and it's The Legend of Zelda. It is a game Ooh. game series I grew up on. It's a game series that I've beaten multiple games in and played all the way through. And it's just been a huge part of my childhood, um, especially from A Link to the Past up and through Majora's Mask, and I can't wait to get into Breath of the Wind with my daughter uh, shortly. But for me, I, I, I would say The Legend of Zelda, I think, is what I took away the most and enjoyed from uh, Hobbit-inspired, or Lord of the Rings-inspired, mediums that have come out so guys doom what's your favorite that has come because one of these existed before okay so this one's honestly pretty easy for me <laughs> i gotta say my all-time favorite thing that has been inspired by lord of the rings or star wars is the namek and frieza saga from dragon ball z the creator, Kira, Akira Toriyama, has come out and said that the Namek and Frieza saga was specifically inspired by Star Wars and Aliens. And I I gotta say, in my opinion, it's arguably the best saga in all of Dragon Ball Z and personally one of my top five favorite sagas and arcs in all of anime. Yeah, so I gotta, I gotta go with that just because I've always loved that you can truly see a ton of inspiration from all kinds of different pop culture um, franchises within Dragon Ball Z. No, it's not a bad pick. I think a lot of people were, are thankful that Frieza and that whole saga came about. Uh, Grendel, what do, you, what do you think? What's your favorite? I think there's two weeks in a row that Doom took Frieza from me. Okay. <laughs> so the Frieza saga is your favorite as well, then? No, 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 no. I was, I was going to mention it. Um, but there are two anime that I think are clearly inspired by Star Wars to an extent, or if we didn't have Star Wars, we might have not had this genre. You know, it's a space western. Um. Oh. So these are going to be two anime, and it is one Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, and all of its you know franchises and everything. Uh, my favorite being Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. It's not the longest anime, but I think it is the best, and they should redo it. It is amazing, 
and Death Scythe is the coolest Gundam, hands down. And Cowboy Bebop. Also, not a very long anime, but one of the goats of all time, okay? Uh, I really don't think that you have Cowboy Bebop without A, Star Wars, and B, Bruce Lee. Directly inspired by Star Wars. Doesn't take, like, concepts directly from Star Wars, but being in the genre, I feel like you have to accredit the kind of the OG. Okay, good picks. I mean, I, I haven't seen either, sadly. Um, 50 episodes, it. Cowboy Bebop, okay? I've, Just... heard, I've heard people enjoy it. I've heard good things about it. It's on the list somewhere. But good picks. I think, uh-huh. again, like I said with Dragon Ball, you know, anime is so big around the world and so many people like it that I think that a lot of people are grateful uh, that so much of it has been taken from Star Wars. Sinestro, oh, yeah. I think I know where you're going. But let's hear it. Well, clearly it's going to be an anime because that's just where we're going with this. <laughs> you got to. You got to. <laughs> I mean, Dragon Ball Z abridged referenced it once in uh, the Ranger Cooler movie, but no, I'm not going to go anime. So, all right. And I'm, I'm betting any amount of money Nemesis knows exactly where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have guessed start... Zelda. <laughs> no, 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 but that I didn't think of that right out of the gate, but hearing uh, Nemesis talk about it, it's definitely, I would say, top three. Like It went from left field to top three, but... Now, my number one. I'll start from the beginning. Uh, you have a book called The Hobbit. It created elves, orcs. Didn't create men, but they were fighting the elves and the orcs. You get Lord of the Rings, which is great. Inspires a game called D&D, which was great, too. I never, I never got into it, but I always regretted not. Uh, that inspired a lot of other games, one of which being Warhammer Fantasy. And... No, what was the sequel such a series surprise. To... What? Yeah, Mr. <laughs> anime, surprise, surprise. The sequel series to Warhammer Fantasy, Warhammer 40K. I would happily argue that that's the premier tabletop war game in the world. I don't care if you have evidence that proves me wrong. There is none. You're faking it. Uh, yeah, Warhammer 40K. It's, it's For many years of my life, it was it consumed me. I, I was a Blood Angels player. I, I was obsessed with the Space Marines. If I could go back, if I'm trying to get back into it these days, I got the Indominus box just waiting to be put together. Just sits there staring at me. But yeah, I will get back into it. I will start building my models again. But uh, yeah, the lore of Warhammer 40k, if it more resembles, in my opinion, Star Wars now, if Star Wars was gritty, rated R. And everyone in their entire universe just said life sucks. That's kind of what 40k is. But uh, no, it found its origins in Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. So I am most grateful for Middle Earth giving me the grim, dark future that is 40k. I like it. That's something I need to, uh, I want to get more into. I know that new game is coming out soon. Um, I can't think. Is it Space Marine 3? Space Marine 2. It took long enough to come out. Holy crap, did it take long enough to come out? That, I want to get the uh, the trailers for that looked unbelievably good. It looked ridiculous. It looked a, like a lot of fun and a ton of carnage. Definitely War not Hammer. short on the carnage. Honestly, I wa- kind of want to get into Warhammer 40k because of the way you talk about it sometimes in the chat. But um, 
I don't want to build the models or paint them and stuff. <laughs> that is the beautiful part of Warhammer 40k. There are so many different facets of the hobby. The painting, the building and painting is actually just one side of it. There's an entire other side of just being deep into the lore, reading the books. There's a Warhammer 40k comic that's out there, actually. I think Marvel produced it. Like, there's all the oh. different video games that are out there. You really building and painting is such a small aspect of the hobby itself. Yeah, I get that, but like actually playing it on tabletop is like I want to read about it and play it on the tabletop, but like honestly, I was bad at coloring eggs for Easter. Okay, so don't expect me to do this. Well, I've got to oh, assume that's the, there are figurines you can buy. Like I know when I've gone to Comic-Con, I see tons of glass cases full of figurines that I'm assuming some of them have to be for Warhammer 40K. There are plenty of people out there who will literally sell fully painted armies. They will build and paint them for you if you toss them some money and obviously in exchange. So there are ways to get the models and play on the tabletop without ever actually building it yourself. But I guarantee you, the first battle you have, the first time you see other people and their enthusiasm, eventually it's going to get you. You're going to want to build and paint some. I, I suck at painting too. But the more you paint, the better you get. And it actually becomes very therapeutic, the whole painting process. So you may not be yeah. into it now. Don't be surprised if you got into it later. Okay. I would that... definitely be down to do do that. Like like they were saying, the way that you talk up the series or the franchise, I've I've definitely got it on my list of mm. new ideas that I wanna get checked that I wanna check out. Because, you know, like true friends really uh Really heed their 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 friends. Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> the power of friendship podcast brought to you by Comic Book Girl. Gee, is that another anime reference? I think Gren Logan's about to show up. Actually, was... actually, it was a reference to something I said in another episode, which was an anime reference. So um, there is degrees of separation, sir. It's like an anime reference squared. It was a meta anime reference. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, brawlers, listen. As you can see, these two properties have inspired countless other mediums. And it's all over the place in Nerdum, but nothing is perfect. And each one has had some missteps along the way. I know we all feel that way with some of the things that have been put out. But what do you guys think? And I want to start with you, Sinestro, because you know where I'm going to go with this, so I'm going to go last. So I'm going to start with you. What, what do you think have been two missteps? Where do you think each one of these properties have gone wrong? Yeah, I know exactly where you're going with this, so I'll try not to step into that territory <laughs> to, let you to let you have that all to yourself. Uh, Lord of the Rings, very simple stuff, just... I did not like how this. Is, I'm gonna have the most common complaints. None of it's gonna be very like super like superhero. But Return of the King had entirely too many endings. When I sat down to watch that movie, I thought it ended like five times where it actually ended. I also this is the reason I alluded to before about why Return of the King is not my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. The ghosts. I'm sorry. The moment you brought the ghosts in, these undefeatable entities on your side. The moment they were used, you pretty much won the battle. Like, you can't lose with the ghosts. It took me completely out of it. So, yeah, those those are my Lord of the Rings complaints. But 
my Star Wars complaints. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to touch on what Nemesis is going to get into, so I'll say one sentence in regards to that. Just the lack of uh, cohesive direction for the sequel trilogy. I will not go into the sequel trilogy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we don't need to hear it more than once. Uh, and I'll say Fire. one word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to just say one word that was my biggest complaint in all of Star Wars. 11 movies, some I liked, some I disliked, some I hated. This one word sums up my biggest complaint for all of Star Wars. Midichlorians. That's all I have to say. Oof. Uh, that's part, bro. Oof. Yeah. Um, Phantom Menace had, had some big missteps in it. Mm-hmm. Doom, what... You said that was one of the best parts. What are your missteps then? If you like that, where do you think these two went wrong? Bro, I think that... No, I, I was completely joking about that. Um... I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so... I was getting worried for a second. I was thinking that you were way too easy to please. Like you were, you know, a two-pump jump or something. You were way too easy. No, no, no. It, it's much more complicated than that. I think Return of the Jedi is the trashiest movie of all time. Um, that's also another joke. Um, <laughs> you don't have to get burned at the stake. <laughs> no, um, okay, so for Lord of the Rings, I, as I mentioned before the podcast, I don't really have a lot of negatives to say about it. I never read the books. I haven't seen the Hobbit movies. I uh, haven't seen a new series or anything, so my only frame of reference is the original three Lord of the Rings movies. And I mean, while I don't think everything in it was perfect, yeah, the you know I, I did just mention that I'm a sucker for massive battles. Yeah, I gotta say the ghost soldiers were kind of the the only downside of that movie because I mean they were literally like a cheat code, so. I don't really have a ton of complaints except for the fact that um, and and get your pitchforks ready. I don't know if I've really seen a Lord of the Rings movie all the way through without falling asleep. Oh my oh. god, get out. Get oh, out now. There's no oh. information oh to me. Oh my god. <laughs> How are you our leader? I, I, I'm not, Loud they're not noises. You know, Doctor Doom does some messed up shit in the comics, but I think that's one of the worst things I've ever heard Doctor Doom do. Hey, I gotta be in character, man. Uh, I gotta play this, the role. This is worse than the character. <laughs> oh my this god, this is vile. They're they're not boring whatsoever to me. I love them. I own all three of them because of I love them so much. I've seen them multiple times. I don't know why I fall asleep during them because I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying them. I've watched them many times, but it's... because you're a terrible person, that's why. There's... This is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... And it's not even a real complaint. I just felt the need to say it. Well, but... Brawlers, Doom wants all your smoke. But not because they're boring. No, for no specific reason. They just kind of... Maybe, maybe because they lure me into a sense of comfort. Let's go with that. I just like them too much. You must be really good at the moonwalk the way you walk shit back. Yeah, my god. He's he's going to be in tr- he knows he's in trouble after this episode airs. The brawlers will come for him. Let's just hope he's not going to go out and say I hated the uh twist where Darth Vader ended up being Luke's father next, you know. All right, Grendel. 
I just see my future as Sinestro. It's really weird here. Uh, so for all the stuff that was uh, stolen from me today and last week, uh, as we've gone around, uh, I'm glad that I was the first one to mention the Ghost Soldiers. Uh, by the way, great comic book character, Ghost Soldier, just saying. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, the Ghost Soldiers were just, it was just an easy cop-out. It reminded me of a book that I read called Andromeda Strain, and it was just like at the end of the book, um, you know, the it was about this virus or something like that. And the end of the book, it just mutated into something harmless. Boom, end of the movie. Easy out. I mean, end of the book. Easy out. But, you know, uh, I, I don't like these easy outs. Um, but so I, I, I and it's really weird that I kind of see myself as, uh, you know, being a like, seeing Sinestro in my future. It's really weird because we just keep having like kind of similar opinions on this, but I'm going to bring up something new. Okay. Uh, and actually something I should have brought up before as one of my favorite things in star Wars. And it mm. was the nap I took during solo. <laughs> oh that my very Lord. God, that movie was terrible. I probably was snoring, and that was why there was definitely drool coming down the side. It was like one of those naps, okay, where you wake up and your mouth is just like wide open. Absolutely killer. Okay, that was one of the worst movies I ever did not watch. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was just Boring is all hell, and you want to know something? I used to be one of the biggest Donald Glover fans there was, and he came on screen, and yeah, I was just out. Yep, like not not because of his performance specifically. It was just I remember seeing him, and I was like, oh, young land. <sighs> like, it was a huge. It was a, such a such a huge miss. Oh my god, is the worst thing Star Wars has ever done. Like, you know how great Rogue One was? Solo was just the complete and utter opposite. And I mean, I know you're going to get into a big rant later about a trilogy. Like, the first one wasn't that bad, but the other two, whoo, bad. But, uh, like, I'm going to let you go out <laughs> on a tangent on that because... You know, ah, God, I know you're just going to destroy it. Uh, almost as bad as you destroy Walter Hamada, and we'll get into that one week. So, you know what, Nemesis? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Is this, well, I think I'm going to take a nap. I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> oh, turn on Solo. <laughs> yeah, Sinestro doesn't agree with my take for some odd reason, but uh, it's hard to refute it. Some, I'm, but first, I'm going to... Huh? Some of it, not all of it. Some of it, not yeah. all of it. Exactly. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So I'm going to start with what I think with Lord of the Rings, where they kind of misstepped. And I will say nothing bad about the original trilogy there. I love every minute of those three and a half hour movies. I don't even care mm. about the ghost soldiers. Not even an easy way out, because at the end of the movie, when they took their army to the gates, uh, the Black Gates... They were greatly outnumbered still. You know, it helped them in the, that single battle, but without Frodo and Sam getting that ring and dropping it in the lava, they were still screwed. But for their missteps, the Hobbit movies, 
I think they could have been shorter. There was no need to stretch that into a trilogy other than greed and money. It should have been two movies. There was no need to do that. Um, some of the changes in the Ring of Power, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, uh, there were no elves of color in these books. Like, that's just a stupid argument and a stupid thing to get mad over. But, you know, Galadriel not being shown to her full power yet. You know, and it could just be yet. You know, a little bit, you know, annoying. But not nothing that takes me out of the show because I, I really enjoyed the show. And like has been said earlier, the payoff for it was fantastic. But those are really my big complaints with some of the things Lord of the Rings has done. Uh, blasphemous that you complained about how long a series was in Lord, Lord of the Rings. Just saying. Like The Hobbit. Like th- th- That's the whole thing about Lord of the Rings. Everything's long. It's long, but there was no need to make it into three movies. Originally, it was two movies, and they went, "You know what? We can make this into three. They had it. It was right also the, the smallest. Time. It was also the smallest book. Exactly. Uh, they, they had movies. it right. They had it right the first time. I think two movies would have been fine, and they could have told the whole story. But now we're gonna get into Star Wars, and uh, it's not the whole new trilogy. I don't like the first movie is fine. I got nothing. No issues with that. It's getting into the second movie. And the thing I hate the most is what I'm going to really stay on. And it's not the complete throwaway of John Boyega's character. Because they gave him basically nothing else to do after hinting that maybe he's a little force sensitive. Maybe he's going to be a Jedi as well. They were like, you know what? Side character. Um, Didn't particularly care for Adam Driver's villain. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, the ending, you know, I'm Ray Skywalker. <clears throat> you're not, you're, you're, you're Palpatine's granddaughter. Sorry. Like, you know, you're not actually a Skywalker, but again, the thing I hate the most is how they fundamentally ruined the character of Luke Skywalker. They took the hope of the Star Wars universe, literally the kid who wanted to fight to make the galaxy safer who found out his dad was the most evil person in the universe. Someone that terrified literally everyone. And he went, I have to save him. I know there's good in there. I can find it. And then he has a bad dream about his nephew that I'm sure he has helped raise. And went, ah, shit, I gotta kill him. Gotta kill him. It makes no sense to just completely trash that character. Luke Skywalker never would have done that. The man, again, saw the evil, most evil person in the universe. And he found out that was his dad and said, there's good in there. I know it. I'm going to find it and I'm going to save him. And then has a bad dream. And all of a sudden, went, oh, I, can't, I can't, can't find the good anymore. I guess I better kill him. It, it was just awful, awful writing. And they butchered the character of Luke Skywalker. One of the all-time great heroes in cinematic history. Uh, not no argument here from that. Um, you know, he really is one of the great cinematic heroes. I was actually about to say that he has potential to be a first rounder mm-hmm. if we did a heroes draft. Um, and yeah, they they butchered him. And you know what? Mark Hamill actually had something to say about it. I think originally. I think when. The movies came out, he kind of, like, let up because, you know, that's just what you're supposed to do, promote your movie or whatever. Exactly. It's marketing. It's money. Yeah. But, 
you know, he had a problem with what they did with Luke. And yeah, uh, emo Kylo Ren did not like sit well with me. That was mm. just weird. Okay. Like, uh, I, ju I just didn't like uh, Adam Driver as the villain. Like, I, I, I like him as an actor, but I just, it, it, I don't know, emo Sith Lord or whatever, like, just, I uh, wasn't a fan. The temper tantrums were just really unbecoming. Genetically passed down? Sorry, had to say something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little bit. We, we never saw, we saw that more from... You know, the Anakin? prequels, Anakin, yeah, Anakin, then Anakin Vader, you know? Skywalker, exactly. when he killed all those the sand people in a temper tantrum. I mean, Luke, Kylo Ren, you know, emo Kylo Ren with the temper tantrums, <laughs> emo yeah. Kylo Ren with, with the grandfather who was emo Anakin Skywalker, both through temper <laughs> tantrums. I, yeah, I mean, I can understand Anakin's a little bit more. They just killed his mom, who he's been trying it. to get back to for years, whereas Kylo Ren just, ah, these rebels are ruining my plans let me destroy everything or, or how about when he cuts off mace's hand and in like five seconds becomes darth vader and kills children the younglings had it coming i don't know <laughs> <laughs> look ne nemesis went on his rant he clearly is very upset by what they did to luke skywalker um most of the movie last jedi me and nemesis tend to agree on what we don't agree on is necessarily Luke Skywalker. He very clearly pointed out why he thinks they ruined the character. I don't think they ruined the character. I think it was in line with the character. Bullets. He, Oof. I'll, 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 I'll keep it short and sweet, I promise. Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy. How about let's start off when we first meet him. But I wanted to go find the Tashi and the Tashi station, the power converters. Eh. I want to join the Empire and be a starfighter. Eh. I'm sorry. He was very whiny. He was a brat in the first one. Empire Strikes Back rolls around. He was still disobeying everybody. Yoda literally told him, don't go. It's bad decision. Stay here. Literally, the most wisest Jedi in the history of Jedi said, don't go. And Luke was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go anyway. And what happened? kid not listening? I mean, yeah, it sounds like every other Skywalker, not counting Ray, who definitely should have been a Palpatine. But that again, no. I uh, mean, she was. I know. No, I mean, like at the end, like names don't matter. All right. Names don't matter. Keep your own damn name. then. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the, the crux of the conversation here, Luke lighting his lightsaber over a sleeping Ben Solo. This is where we, we kind of lost Nemesis on this one. And you know what? I'm sorry. I don't think that was out of character at all. When in Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> he's sitting there. He's keeping his composure. Vader's trying to get him to come out. It's like, oh, he's my father. He's pure evil. I can redeem him. He's sitting there keeping calm. Vader drops the name Leia. Just a nice little push. All of a sudden, Luke goes full dark side on him, screaming, using pure rage, which powered by rage, that's a Sith thing, not a Jedi. And he messes up Vader, cuts off his hand, and in a moment of complete rage, he, at that instant, was the Emperor's servant. Thankfully, Luke pulled it back at the last second, which I don't agree with him throwing the lightsaber, but that's another conversation. But at the last second, he pulls back from the brink and doesn't fall to the dark side. But that entire scene was an example of Luke not being in control of his rage, Luke 
being pushed, Luke seeing the devastation that can be caused, and if you remember in The Last Jedi, it's explained, he saw the devastation that Ben was going to cause, and in a moment of weakness, he lit his lightsaber. He's had plenty moments of weakness. It's happened before. And now he's seeing it happen from his own blood, knowing that he could end it all, all the death and pain, by ending it here, and it was just a slip. He never was going to do it, but that's all it took. It was the mere impression of it that caused Ben to turn. See, I completely, I'm sorry. I completely disagree. You can disagree all you want. I ain't going to change anything. That It does fall in line with his character. He's done everything he did that you complain about, he did in the original trilogy. The original trilogy, there's a massive difference between fighting Darth Vader, fighting somebody in the middle of a battle, fighting someone who's done all this evil and is now threatening your sister with the evilest Sith Lord sitting right there as well controlling him versus a small child and you having a dream. There's a right, huge, let, huge difference oh, between the oh, two. Wait, wait, let me I'm jump sorry. in here. Let me jump in here. Right, 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 I'm sorry, right. in Return of the Jedi, I'm sorry, was he fighting when Vader mentioned Leia? Or was he sitting off to the side, lightsaber turned off, and holding out? No. He then Vader was pushing him into a lightsaber. fight. Oh, you know, Vader picked on him. He said some mean things. And then Luke turns on it. He you're, turns you're talking on the about the same person who destroyed offensive. an entire planet a few movies ago. Wait, wait let me just... Whereas, you know the whereas Kylo the Ren or Ben has never done anything. Wait a second. Let me jump in here real quick, okay? So... Sinestro might be right here, okay? Because you know what? I was with you, Nemesis. When you clap back, and you're like, "Oh, fighting him in the middle of every, uh, like being in the middle of a fight," you know, it's completely different. I was so with you, and then just I had a moment of clarity. Luke is now older, wiser, mm -hmm. probably more in tune with the Force. So he had a dream. He didn't just have a dream. He had a vision from the Force. Or at least that's what he believes. And that's why he acted on his old impulses. So it might technically somewhat be in line with the character. I believe it was a little too... I still believe it was too far. But Sinestro has a little bit of a point here. See, I still don't see it. Because <laughs> I, I, if, if he's older and more in tune with the Force, so he knows already, I can, I can pull good out of someone that evil. He already knows that. So if he's older and more in tune with the Force, shouldn't he be able to do it again easier? Be able to be or better at training him? Or he's more in tune with the Force and truly saw the devastation that Ben was, in fact, going to cause. Then he would have cut his head off right then and there, but he stopped and didn't. You're right, because that would have been out of character. Going through with it, being impulsive, is in if, character. If he was that in tune with the Force, he would have seen what started the whole thing in the first place. Mom? Dad? <laughs> Wait, who's Mom? It's an astro, obviously. Shot down. Shot dad. <laughs> I don't know who has the wider hips. It's going to be like a Cartoon Network mom. <laughs> Look, at the end weird. of the day, at the end of the day, I'm convinced that here's my hot take. I think Nemesis' true problem is when he went to go see this movie, he wanted to see Legends Luke 
who could lift star, who could pull starships out of the sky and just throw everything around and one shot the entire First Order by himself. And instead, he got a defeated Luke, which is a lot more interesting from a storytelling point than God Luke. That well, is my opinion. You know what they say about assuming. I, mean, I could care less about I could care less that. about that Luke because I never read those stories, so I didn't know what that Luke was. You wanted God Luke, admit it. No, I don't care about God Luke. I don't care about him pulling star destroyers out of the sky. I don't want Luke that's completely out of character trying to kill his nephew. He didn't try to kill him. He did. He was standing right there. He he, he set up the whole thing. Kill. And that's just it's lazy writing. And that's he, why he Rian Johnson's entire trilogy is gone now. That's why they took it away from him. He tried to kill his nephew just like he tried to kill his father. Uh, he actually uh, fought his dad. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, we can agree. The the last three movies, definitely a misstep, though. Can we not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If we're going on that route, the, the entire Overall. Just, it just it did not have a cohesive direction. I'm sorry. <laughs> It, it really didn't. And the third one, Rise of Skywalker, like like I said, me and Nemesis agree on some things, disagree on others. We both agree. Rise of Skywalker is a big pile of garbage. Yeah. Can I give you my yeah, most controversial awful. Star Wars take right now? No. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Oh, God. I want all the smoke for this. Is Jar Jar Binks. I was going to guess Salacious Crumb. No, Jar Jar Binks. I love Jar Jar Binks. You're Misa fired. love Jar Jar. You're fired. I would have had more respect for you if you said Salacious Crumb. <laughs> the only good part about Jar Jar is the conspiracy theory of him being a Sith Lord. Oh, he's a thousand percent a Sith Lord. As the he's, a only... thousand, he's a thousand percent dead. <laughs> We're almost out of time tonight, but before we get going, I want to go through what you guys want to see from each universe going forward where where would you like it to go what what would you like to see i guess in a new medium how can how can they best bring in new audiences sinestro we'll start with you sir for each one where do you think it should go next like what what do you think they should do next if you were the head of either brand where would you go I'll try to keep this one actually short after the last conversation. <laughs> Lord of the Lord of the Rings. I just want more canon material. I'm hearing the rings of power, the ring of power, rings of power, whatever. I'm hearing that that's not a hundred percent canon to the universe because it was made by Amazon, and like the movie rights were bought by somebody else, and you know filming rights here, movie mm-hmm. rights there. I, I'm I'm feeling there's going to be some continuity problems coming up, and all I want is some good quality material that's actually canon. Because I like it to matter to the bigger universe. For Star Wars, move away from the Skywalkers. We got 11 movies, two of which were not about the Skywalkers. And it was Rogue One and Solo. So give me a new new trilogy, even a new trilogy of trilogies. And Doom is going to like this. Set it in the Old Republic. Just hey. thousands, thousands of years away from everything we know. Have fun. Do whatever you want to do. It's a new playground. Let's play back then with a whole brand new set of characters we can all fall in love with, all hate, and all complain about until 10 years after and then say it's great. I agree with both of those takes. I think The Old Republic would be great. And as we know, Lucasfilms has heard the fans 
and is giving us a new Ray trilogy. So thank you, Lucas Films. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it bad that I'm actually still excited for it? <laughs> Grendel, what do you think? What do you got uh, for these two moving forward? A little similar idea here. I want to go all the way back to the beginning of The Force, uh, how that started, then uh, all, then you know, go up to uh, the formation of the Jedi and the separation of Jedi and Sith. Uh, you know, just that uh, a chronology, a chronological series of movies. I would like to see, uh, starting from the start of the Force, and. Mm. Then for Lord of the Rings, uh, more exploration of, uh, you know, the rest of the universe. Same with Star Wars, actually, too. Like, explore the rest of the universe. Um, you know, there's always bits of information these writers have, right? Like a character, and they give a description of this person, but you never get their full story, right? So I would like for them to explore upon, like, uh, certain characters. So I would love more canon material just made into video format, though. That mm. should be the primary focus. And then maybe after that, ex kind of expand upon characters we don't know too much about even if it's not canon yeah agreed i mean once again two things that both universes could really use and knights of the old republic seems to really be the place to go if you're going with lucas if you're lucas films doom what do you think all right so as i said earlier i i'm really not super familiar with the source material of lord of the rings i don't know a ton of it outside of like I said, having, you know, seen the original three movies and I read The Hobbit back in, like, seventh grade. So, I don't know exactly where else they can take it, what else there is to explore, but I would definitely love to see more of the universe explored, more of the world, see see what else is going on, you know, in their neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. But I can't really pinpoint anything, you know, exact because I don't know exactly what else there is outside of the movies. Gotcha. Um, as for Star Wars, Sinestro, you said I was going to love your your pick, but it was actually my number one pick, so you kind of took that from me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've always, like I said, ever since Knights of the Old Republic, I've always been a much bigger fan of the Old Republic era. So I feel like they have absolutely been sleeping on that for quite a while. And it would easily be my absolute number one thing. Or maybe even some mainstream games. Anything anything Old, old Republic based. And I don't remember if it's still a thing, but I could have swore they mentioned that they were doing a TV series um, based around that era that they were calling the High Republic. Do y'all remember hearing anything about that? A little bit, and I would have to double check on that. I thought you were going to bring up The Acolyte. Oh, I'm so looking forward to The Acolyte. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 
uh, no, that I'm definitely interested in that. But like I said, I, I, I know I heard them mention something about an old Republic era based series. It that might was be a trilogy out. they were talking about. Okay. But like I said, anything from that era, I'm, I'm on board for got my tickets already before it's even confirmed. Yeah. It's really one of those, uh, shut up and take my money type things. I think any fans of star Wars would love to go back and see the old Republic. And yeah, I mean, the, uh, the even of the Jedi. Yeah, as as Sinestro said, I I don't dislike Vader. Stop putting words in my mouth. We but never I, said that. You <laughs> just said you were he were wasting money on him. That's it's very odd. You're getting defensive over it. Yeah, I mean, you're still bringing it up. Someone's dwelling on uh, the stuff they said. stop hating Darth Vader. <laughs> well, what's crazy is they're continuing the Skywalker saga without Skywalkers now. It happens. We don't have yeah. to do that. You know what they need more of, though? Grogu. I want adult Grogu. Mm. <laughs> Show us the future of Grogu. Well, that kind of goes into where I'm going with mine for Star Wars to uh, bring in new audiences. I think what they're doing right now with their TV shows and kind of that little universe is the right way to go. They've got a bunch of hits on their hands, it looks like, with the, you know, the, you know, the Mandalorian. and I, I enjoyed... Uh, you know, the Book of Fett, even though it wasn't, uh, it was kind of like Mando 2.5. It was still fun and it progressed the story. And I cannot wait to see Ahsoka and some of the new stuff they have coming out later I on. Have never, I've never respected you less after that. <laughs> Listen, Mando was great in it. What do you want from me? The Book of Boba Fett was so bad. It was oh, Mandalorian man. season 2.5. It was hot no, garbage. No. There were two episodes of that six-episode series that were good. Yeah, episode made, five, which Mando was called, I believe, I believe episode five was called The Mandalorian and didn't <laughs> yes, even it have Fett. <laughs> I think you see Fett for like a <laughs> half second in it. Yeah, it was great. And episode, and episode six, because it had, well, I think it had Luke in it, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. yeah, it was Mando, great. and Fantastic. Grogu. What are the, what are the complaints? And the, only, and the only cool thing Boba Fett did in six episodes well, he rode a rancor. I'm sorry. He got the fucking Vespa gang. Pardon my language. He got the damn a Vespa gang. Mm. Doing the dumbest, most low-speed chases in the history of cinema. Literally, I think I could have I outran say- those damn Vespas. And I'm sorry. When did fluorescent, like, freaking Vespas count as Star Wars? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I could. Uh, I didn't I, say I any of Boba Fett's part was the good parts of the show. You can't say the show was good if two I said I en- I enjoyed bad. it. I enjoyed it. I got Mando. I got more Mando. Really? So I was happy it, with that. That was a nice surprise, or else I probably would have hated it. It, it. Which moment when Boba Fett was in a BAFTA tank did you like more? When he was dreaming about <laughs> sand people. Oh, no, that was awful. Just, uh, just awful. Like I said, <laughs> that right? was most, none of the Boba Fett stuff was good. None of the Boba Fett stuff was good. I got more Mando. That was most of the series. <laughs> yeah, we got more Mando at the end, so. I was happy with that. old, decrepit man in the entire series. It was like, you're all retired, dude. That was it. God, Yeah, we got more Mando. It should have been called the Book of Arthritis. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, what you should have had was a freaking series where he was a badass. He wanted to be, like, in charge of of Drop of the Hutt's whole thing. Good. Make him be a crime boss. Have him, when people disobey him, he freaking mercs them. 
Don't have him try and be a good guy. That's not Boba Fett. Yeah, no, nobody they, wants to watch no. Boba Fett be a nice guy. They never should have made the series in reality. They shouldn't have. Hey, but I got another. Progress Mando a bit. So, oh, he another... has another terrible take. Oh, oh and... hot take. Sorry. I got another hot take. Um. So yeah, everybody has always been on the bandwagon of. You know, Boba Fett's a badass. Boba Fett's a badass. Let's see him be a badass. He's got a series. Let's be. Let's see him be a badass. When was he ever a badass? He was never a badass. Yeah, he's never. He's he was never, never actually never done badass. anything. It was all reputation from the movie, and then he didn't do anything. Vader Except caught swallowed by a worm. Vader caught Han Solo. Uh, yeah, he was I a mean, badass in the man. He was a badass in the first season. Was the first season Mandalorian or second season? Uh, second, I think he shows up. Second, he gets his armor and he has. Top three most badass Star Wars scene in history, thanks to him. There's his badass. That was pretty much the other part I remember. When he gets his armor back and he just messes up all the stormtroopers, it was cool. Takes down the top three because top that's top three. Vader and Luke's hallway scenes are you got to be one and two. Vader hallway scene, Luke hallway scene is one, one? two in order, and then and then I would put Boba Fett's just taking out everybody with his armor. Boom. That was the Boba Fett I always wanted to see. That's the Boba Fett I wanted to see in the book of Boba Fett. But no. We got some other one. Star Wars question. Okay. You can't say Rogue One. Rogue One. Star Wars movie with the best action sequences in totality. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Okay. That was not as tough a question. <laughs> um, uh, I, will, I will say this. I'm still a proponent that the best lightsaber fight in all of Star Wars is Episode One, agreed, with Darth Maul fighting Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan. Duel of the Fates yeah. is yeah. absolutely the best one. That music is freaking fire. It's a shame we haven't really gotten Darth Maul since. Like it's always been kind of like well, we, they've had him in other out mediums. there, and then they had him. Yeah, they had him back, and then like Clone, what? Clone Wars and Rebels, he uh, played decent parts in, as I remember. Talking yeah, about Darth Maul still. Yeah, Darth Maul. Uh, yeah. Okay. The fi- final season of the Clone Wars, Darth Maul versus Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. They actually used was- motion capture for the fight. In this an- this animated fight, actually used motion capture for it and yeah, created no, that- one of the best Star Wars fights in all of Star Wars. And Did Re- they use the same actor? Yeah, uh, I believe. Same, same uh, actor. Yeah. yeah, and Rebels oh, gave us um, Obi-Wan versus part- Maul Part 2. The final thing I want to see improve from Lord of the Rings... I would love a game the size of the Lord of the Rings Online, which is basically a map. I, I can't even think of a map to just compare it to. It's probably bigger than Ark. It's just massive, massive online multiplayer game. But I would love the fighting mechanics of uh, the Shadow of Mordor series. That's where I'm going with uh, what I want to see next from Lord of the Rings. It's another game that's uh, a lot of fun because that's a huge world to play in, and it would be fun to be able to go to some of those locations as well. That's a fantastic pick. Good times. Uh, Brawlers, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you all again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, Guys, don't forget to head over to Comic Book Brawl and let us know which one you think had the biggest impact. Was it Star Wars or was it Lord of the Rings? Brawlers, as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get all the latest updates and newest episodes. We are out of here for tonight. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.